listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Thursday, the 9th of November, 2023. Later on Market Day, we'll speak with market analyst Evan Lucas. But first to NAB, the National Australia Bank, which posted a full-year cash profit of $7.7 billion. That is an increase of 8.8%. For his take on the results and his economic outlook, I spoke with its CEO, Ross McEwen. Ross, firstly, your economists are predicting yet another interest rate rise in February from the RBA. Will your borrowers be able to afford this? Yeah, look, we we think we're pretty close to the top of the cycle. There may be another one uh, coming through in the new year, uh, but we we do believe we're getting pretty close to the top. Uh, our borrowers, um, look, there have been a number of uh, of borrowers who have, re- you know, not really struggled, but taken a while to adjust to the the big changes that have happened over the last 12 months on interest rates. It's been so rapid for them. You know, 11, now 13 increases that have come through and basically in, in just over 12 months, they've had to adjust. And in, in the what customers want is certainty. And I think the quicker we can get to the top of the cycle and give them that certainty, the better people can adjust the family budgets. So uncertainty is the thing that is probably hurting the most. Uh, but customers we've seen are, are really wanting to make the payments. They're wanting to be good with their money. They're budgeting. And I think Australians are showing up in such a good way of, of wanting to fulfil commitments. But it's been tough. And there are some customers really struggling with it. Given you're encouraging customers to get in touch if they've got concerns with rising interest rates, what kind of assistance have you got for those that come from culturally diverse backgrounds? We have uh, staff who speak many uh, different languages. We also have a, an interpreting service that uh, can take multiple uh, different languages. Uh, in September alone, we had 1,300 customers ring and uh, require somebody to talk to them in their language, uh, and we were able to fulfil those obligations. Our biggest actually request is in Mandarin, uh, and for our Indigenous uh, colleagues uh, and community, we do have uh, people that can speak in their language as well. So banks have become uh, have been quite competitive in this mortgage market despite rising official interest rates. But do you now think that we've reached a tipping point? Look, it's been t- it's been difficult. Um, interest rate movements so quickly, I think caught a lot of customers unaware. But they have been uh, meeting their payment uh, obligations. We are seeing very very few of them uh, going into uh, permanent arrears. Some may miss a month and then get back in stream, and then we are there to help them uh, where they're, whenever they need it. Uh, but really, the the worst position that we've seen is where customers have to sell their home. Those are still at some of the lowest levels we've seen probably in the last decade, which is a really good thing. And what's helped there? House prices have stayed up. Unemployment is very low still, and we expect it to stay low for quite some time yet. Those things really help customers, but it comes back to certainty. I know what my family budget is. I know where I can put my money. The sooner we get to the top of the cycle, uh, the better for those customers. What about the actual competition in the space? Banks have been quite competitive. Um, they're, they're not necessarily passing on the, the interest rate in full when customers come in um, to, to negotiate a better deal. So we know that they're, they're, they're getting um, less of that 400 basis point increase that we've seen so far when it comes to overall numbers, right? Do you think that competition in the market, though, is going to start to ease? 
I, I think that competition will be there probably for the next six to 12 months. We've still got quite a few customers who were on a two or three year fixed rate that are coming off that. They'll want the best rate they can find and they're up for the negotiation. We've found that and that's what's compressed the mortgage margin uh, in the industry and the competition because the competition's so strong. So it may feel like a customer, but hold on, my interest rates go gone up. What do you mean it's hard for you as a bank? Well, the margin of it, well, we have to fund and find that money to fund their mortgage. And what we put the charger customer has actually contracted quite a bit. But look, great time for customers to be asking the question and insisting on getting the best rate. And that's certainly creating great competition in the marketplace and great for customers. As the nation's biggest uh, business bank, uh, what, what are businesses telling you about the way that they're feeling, especially when it comes to employment prospects? Because we know households will face uh, their biggest stress, I guess, when jobs start to go. Yeah. Well, look, we've seen uh, still big demand for jobs right across Australia. It doesn't matter whether it's in the agricultural sector, in the regional Australia or in the cities, there's still uh, jobs. Unemployment still very, very low, which is great. Uh, and businesses I talk to, one of the still one of the things they're saying is, I need more labour. And uh, so I, I think this is still a good market uh, uh, for people looking for a job. Uh, getting a little bit tighter, but it's still a good market. And businesses are still optimistic for growth. Some businesses, because retail uh, in some areas where you don't have to speak, people don't have to spend the money, it's getting a little bit tighter. Um, but look, at still businesses are, are doing reasonably well, but it is getting tougher for them. A couple of final questions. Uh, the Optus outage really showed just how reliant people are, and, and businesses especially, to proper telecommunications infrastructure. What's your message to business owners caught up in yesterday's outage who weren't able to use your services? Look, we were lucky enough yesterday not to have a lot of outages on behalf of our customers. The biggest impact for our customers was those uh, that had, had were using a merchant terminal that was connected through into one of the telco services. That was probably one of the largest ones. Or when they were unable themselves to ring us to move money or or to um, get on connect onto online. Uh, but from our specific customers, there, there was limited impact, which was good. Uh, but these these big infrastructure players, like the Telstras, the Optuses, the banks, we are, we are critical infrastructure for this country, and and more and more important. And that's why investment in our business is vital. Again, we've said this year we'll invest about one point four billion. A lot of that will go into our technology. It'll go into the safety of our customers with scams and frauds and cyber attacks. These are the things that you know keep you awake at night as the CEO of a business. And we've got to keep investing well in these businesses. So uh, it uh, it's a shame that it's happened to Optus, but you know we've got to make sure we as a business are investing heavily to have uh, businesses that stand up in uh, in these times. Final question: Looking ahead, are you an optimist when it comes to the Australian economy or a pessimist? Why and what do you see as the key risk? Look, I've remained an optimist for the last uh, 24 months in this economy, even while interest rates have gone up. Uh, we are living in one of the two luckiest countries in the world. Can I add my country of New Zealand to that? Uh, we've got very good economies, ro robust. Uh, we've got uh, export markets that are still working for us. We've got a great mining sector. We've got a very good agricultural sector, even though it's finding it a bit more difficult at the moment. We've got a university sector here that students are wanting to come in. That's our fourth, I think, largest income earner. 
Uh, all of these are working still for us. Yes, it feels tighter. Yes, it feels harder. But I still think this country will grow in 2024 and, and then accelerate again in 2025. I'm an optimist. That's NAB CEO Ross McEwen there. Now, Market Day on the SBS On The Money podcast. The Australian share market ended at a three-week high today. The S&P ASX 200 up 0.3%, 7,014, although it lost some ground after Chinese inflation data came out. For the details on all of the day's market action, I spoke with market analyst Evan Lucas. Lots of different things. I was actually surprised by how much the market responded positively to the NAB result. So NAB was up over 1%. Financials were therefore driven up as well. ANZ, which reports on Monday, grabbed onto that. So we had a fairly positive day in general. Yes, the US had a positive day. It's their longest winning streak since back in 2021. Just got over the line with the S&P 500 for the nine days in a row. So every day of November now they've been up. So all of that together was there. But as I said, slightly surprising with the NAB result, which was slightly weaker than expected. And then the story out of China as well. Okay, let's break some of that down. Maybe first China. So China in deflation. What does it say about its economy and the role it is playing in the world and Australian economy? Yeah, this shows that they just cannot get going, can they, in terms of where they are? I mean, Beijing has been putting in all forms of different policy in the last six months to try and stimulate themselves. I mean, they're the only nation really not to have the COVID renaissance of opening up and driving. And, you know, this time last year, they were still in lockdown, just starting to get out of it. And everybody was expecting to have this double whammy of the China boom and therefore the impact on inflation. So the reverse is that happening with deflation now, the fact that prices are going backwards, their inability to rely on the domestic market to drive them is a big factor for us here in Australia. I mean, particularly when you look at the data that just came out last night around oil, the fact that they have some of the highest stockpiling that they've had in decades, that the cost of refining is through the roof, that overall demand, particularly things for like jet fuel and transportation sort of fuel is falling like a stone, all explains the China story is is really sluggish and therefore our exports, particularly our mining exports, have to be questioned. I mean, the demand for steel going forward looks to be questioned because, again, they've got a stockpiling problem. They're not seeing the same level of demand for their overall infrastructure spending. You then also ask the question about, you know, investment into China is the other question that comes with this. And it's just not there. The international sort of return isn't there because everybody's looking internally at themselves through their own issues around inflation and lower you know, growth, overall sort of retightened space. So it's a big story for us because China is not the white knight it has been over the last 30 to 40 years. You mentioned the relationship with oil there. We've seen Brent slipping below 80 US for the first time since July of a night. There were, there were a lot of fears about the, the more recent rise in the oil price being inflationary, right? What's your take on it now that it's falling? Yeah. The concern I had about that was that it wouldn't happen now. It would happen in March, April next year. And why I say that, when we talk about inflation, it definitely was coming through in the headline figures. And you could see that in what we call headline inflation. But core is what the RBA looks at, which is the trim mean. That gets stripped out. Why you think about it next year is that, although it might not be taken into consideration here and now, slowly but surely those costs creep into business. It slowly but surely creeps into service because the transportation cost of the good that you are buying has to go up because of the price of oil. The overall you know, direction about movement of people for services gets higher because jet fuel is higher. 
So therefore, it will come through. Now, the fact that it looks like being a short two, three-month blip means that maybe that inflation on that core level won't have to absorb an increased cost in jet fuel, transportation costs, all these kinds of things like it was once forecast. That's how it's a positive impact, is that it means that inflation will start to not just come down like it has, but the stickiness that we're having around 5% could actually dissipate faster because fuel is not adding a cost that we didn't need. Uh, NAB, 8.8% uh, lift in full year cash profit to $7.7 billion. Uh, you mentioned the, the market's positive response to what may have been a, a weaker than expected number. What's your take? Yeah, so, I mean, if you look at all the consensus numbers and all the other little bits and pieces, NAB missed on each line just by a smidgen. So consensus was for $7.8 billion on the cash earnings. They were expecting EPS to be about $2.40 rather than $2.38. Little things like that were just slightly disappointing. And then I think what was even more telling was Ross McEwen's statement in that press conference, uh, press release Things like he's never seen margins more thin in the Australian banking industry in his entire time in that space. The fact that he's seen more refinancing than he's ever seen in the history of banking, new loans at the sluggish level they've ever been, and asset quality starting to crack. All of that suggests that forward-looking guidance for NAB is it's going to be tough, that they're going to have to continue to fight off competition, keep margins really thin, and the loan growth market is not going to be great. But they rallied to you know, a 1% back up into the high $29 uh, dollar, you know, share mark, that was interesting. So that shows that maybe the market is saying that maybe the housing market will be resilient rather than growing, that it won't collapse and that NAB is in a position to still hold on to market share. That's the answer. But as I said, the numbers suggested that it missed, but the market didn't see it that way. Finally, where do you see the opportunities for investors at the moment? So... Anything that is probably outside of inflation pressure. And what I mean by that is healthcare is showing a renaissance. And for a good reason. Its prices are still increasing. The demand for healthcare has not changed. And CSL, ResMed have told you that. Cochlear is coming back into the, that sort of idea. Prometicus, who have all been under pressure for probably the last six months as the, you know, the increase in interest rates are going and this overall idea that growth is out. Healthcare is the space that I think is likely to ride through this period better because it's always something we need. Evan Lucas there, market analyst. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision.